Music from a Jimmy Cliff on SFM. It's going to be a bright, sunshiny day because you know what we have on the line to talk to us this early. The CEO at the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital, Dr. Mandisa Maholwana. Good morning this morning. Good morning, good month. Thanks for waking me up so bright and early today. Yes, uh, COVID-19 has got us waking people up, uh, disturbing their patterns. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, nice to have you with us. Uh, you, you, you had one of the very special and, uh, you know, uh, sought-after institution, the hospital. How, how, how does it feel? Uh, Manza, um I think, you know, it's, um, it's, it's always special to, to work in a place like Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital, and I think it's not just my sentiment alone. It goes for, for all the staff that work in the premises. Um, I think given the history of the hospital, but also the kind of population that we serve um, as the people who work at the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital, I think every day we wake up, it's really a dedication to Madiba to just see one of his dreams come through on a daily basis. Hey, COVID-19, there it is, disrupting everybody's life industry and changing things uh, not to go back to where they used to be. Professionally and personally, how has it affected you, Doc? Uh, COVID-19, I think, uh, has been the biggest disruption um, I have experienced uh, in, in, in my professional career. Um, but I think specifically uh, where I'm at now in terms of... Uh, really trying to, to manage an institution. I think for us as, as healthcare professionals, um, unlike other professions, you can't work from home. You have to be in front of your patient. Um, it, it has really um, uh, made us think really laterally, creatively uh, about, one, protecting our, our peers, our colleagues, protecting our patients, doing things differently where we can, to ensure that we continue providing the service. Um, and I think on a personal level, you know, other than uh, COVID affecting all of us in terms of family, our loved ones, I think um, uh, maybe a lot of people in South Africa today, it hasn't quite hit home. Uh, but for me, it has. I've had a number of family members who've been uh, COVID-19 positive, uh, who've been hospitalized, who've had complications. And if there's anything I can say to South Africans out there this morning is that COVID-19 is absolutely real and is causing an absolute devastation in our society. And I think people have to have to take it seriously. But in the environment we are working with, we're working with children. We need to protect our children. If us as parents are not serious about protecting ourselves, we're putting our children at risk as well. Yeah, indeed. Doc, you stepped into this hot seat in 2017. Um, How how has the journey been? Your successes, your highlights, and uh, some of the challenges? Um, It's been a really um, hectic journey, uh, you know, um, in in that, you know, uh, starting an establishment like this from scratch, you know, with with all the developments, putting things in place, um, getting all the critical stakeholders on board for all of us to be able to manage this um, has been absolutely exciting. Um, you know, as, as most people are aware, 
uh, we are a non-profit organization. Uh, we're working with a government. We're working with the other hospitals around the country for referral of, of children uh, with specific conditions. Uh, we're working with the universities to make sure that, you know, uh, we're able to, to assist in the training, but also uh, because, you know, the facility has got resources that other hospitals may not have, you know, to be able to share the platform with everyone else. Um, we've had a lot of firsts in the hospital, which has been really amazing uh, throughout the years. And our latest first actually was as recent as two weeks ago, where one of the uh, kidney transplants was actually done at the hospital. So I think for us, it, it's just been a roller coaster, but that roller coaster, not of personal gratification, but really seeing a number of our own indigent children being able to come through, get the, get the treatment that they deserve, be it a, a heart operation, be it dialysis while they're waiting for a kidney transplant, um, be it to correct a, a birth defect they're born with, but across the spectrum, really being able to see children coming in an ambulance and being able to walk out the hospital and waving us goodbye. I think for us, that's what has been the most successful, really being able to see the difference that has been made by the facility, but most importantly, by the people who work in the hospital in these children's lives. Uh, do, do, do you also consider the hospital as uh, a specialized training institution for pediatric pediatricians or, uh, you know, pediatric uh, Personnel, as it were. Uh, absolutely, Putmanza. So um, in the work that we are doing and continue to do uh, with the universities uh, around housing is to uh, continuously develop that platform. We do have accreditation in a number of departments in the hospital for us uh, to be uh, recognized as a training platform. Um, so uh, people who are specializing in certain fields in pediatrics, uh, even in radiography, for example, we've got accreditation at the University of Johannesburg as a training site for radiographers. Similarly, even for our pharmacy with the Pharmacy Council. Um, so we are part of the training platform because of some of the technology that we can share with people, uh, but also because we do have highly skilled uh, clinicians in our building who've got training capability, who are linked to the universities that work with us that will be able to form part of uh, the academic programs with the three universities in Houting. I like the sound of that. Doc, uh, you know, your story is inspiring. Started out as a GP, a physician in Soweto, in private practice, and you started moving. Changing careers at the right time, something that many people cannot, cannot do. Please just tell us more. Uh, it's, um, um, it, 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 I think it, it's one of those uh, inquisitive personalities sort of thing, you know, always uh, trying to see what more you can do uh, to develop yourself. Um, yes, I started out as a, as a family physician, which, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, but whilst I was a, a family physician, I got involved in clinical trials which then exposed me to the pharmaceutical industry um, and made me even more curious in terms of what lies behind uh, all, the, all, the, all the innovation, the, the scientific research and all of that. And I think, you know, it's interesting you asked me that question today because 
as recent as a few days ago, I was thinking if I was still in pharma industry, what would we be doing with the COVID-19 vaccine? I was just getting excited thinking about it. Uh, but that's what drew me to, to the pharmaceutical industry, being able to work with a clinical research uh, we're working with innovation, introducing uh, new devices, new medications, but whilst doing that, ensuring patient safety and, and, and ensuring proper clinical governance with all these uh, new drugs and, and devices that we're introducing. And, and it, 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 it really exposed me to, to a lot of things. I, 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 I worked with a lot of countries in Africa, in Asia, in the Middle East, um, I think really just appreciating how how bad healthcare delivery can get uh, in the poor countries and seeing the type of innovation that people can come work come up with to be able to to get to people where there isn't even a road to get to that village. How do you access those people? And I think it even talks to where we are today with COVID nineteen, um, because. You know, if you've got someone in a remote village out out today somewhere who's starting to exhibit symptoms, how do they tell anyone that uh, I'm I'm in distress, I need to see a doctor or I need an ambulance? So it's all those really innovations that um, sit sit I think sit throughout the spectrum because even where I'm sitting right now um, in in the institution I'm working with, our doctors are doing a lot of research in terms of. Uh, trying to come up with innovative solutions as now, how do we reach our patients now that they can't come to the hospital? How do we use the online platform that uh, have been developed to be able to make sure that we continue to ensure that their well-being is taken care of without people moving up and down and exposing themselves to risk? So that was really an exciting career part. Um, you know, uh, until I, I, I suppose I got inquisitive again and, and decided, you know, maybe I could look into hospital management. Um, but I, I think having worked now with, with the pharmaceutical supplies and everything else, and I was thinking, you know what, if we can do all these other things, where is the other kink? You know, is it the healthcare delivery on the ground where they, we're seeing a gap? Um, is there something I can do differently uh, in that space to make sure that, you know, if the drugs are there, if everything else is in place, uh, what are the challenges on the ground in terms of us now being able to deliver some of these services to our people? Um, and hence now my change into into hospital management, uh, which I've been uh, with since uh, 2014, and I joined the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital in 2017. Yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's been an inspiring journey. Also, uh, your love for education, because uh, it, it looks like you are not done yet. You are always reading up on something, completing a, a diploma or a degree somewhere. Uh, Mandy, I've told my family to smack me the next time I start reading. Um, absolutely, I, I come from a family that really valued education. Um, and and inter- interestingly, we it's it, we are all girls at home, and and I think uh, traditionally, or you know, in our times, uh, you know, girl education was not as valid. But um, my parents were absolutely adamant that uh, we would all get good education, uh, but also, you know, not about just getting the education, 
making a mark in society. And, and I, I think we, we, we strive to do that on a daily basis. Um, so for me, um, education is not really just about getting another certificate. It's about a subject matter where I feel I, I don't have enough information and uh, I, I get into it and, and I want to make sure that by the time I'm done with it, I've, I've got a reasonable amount of information that when I speak to someone, I can speak intelligently um, about the subject matter. And, and I think it, it, it continues all the time. I, I don't think we can claim to have known everything every time. Look at COVID-19. Um, I'm sitting with my team now you know, looking at policies, reviewing documents and, and looking at how we can change things because the world changes all the time. And as they say, future careers, people who are going to work in future careers have not been born yet. You know, we're going to be instinct in, in yes. no time. So we, we need to keep up with that, whether it's artificial intelligence, whether it's robotics, whether it's a biomedical science, engineering. So, so we, we need to keep and looking and, and, and learning a whole lot more so that, you know, when we leave behind whatever legacy we leave behind, people will not say, what were they thinking? Why weren't they exploring new solutions? Why weren't they reading? You know, I think, I think it's criminal in this day and age if, if you're not reading, um, if you've got the ministry, if you've got the resources to be able to make the necessary difference in the world. Eat a mango and read a book. That's the way to go about it, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Doc, the hospital, uh, how many children does it accommodate? Because you, you, you speak in terms of beds, don't you? And, and how many can you accommodate? Uh, are you happy? Or would you would want probably over time to see another branch of the hospital? But mind you, I, I think my Matilda's work will, will never be, be done in terms of, you know, it will never be completely done. Um, the hospital itself is a 200 bed, and we, we continue. It's a referral hospital. So we, we do receive referrals from uh, most of what is called the Transvaal area, you know, from Limpumalanga, Limpopo, Northwest. Uh, in Gauteng, of course, uh, we've received a few patients from the free state. Um, and, and this is really mostly to cater for, for, for the critical specialized illnesses. Um, and, and, you know, when you mention would we want to see another branch, absolutely. Um, I think just to give you perspective, um, the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital is only the second pediatric hospital in South Africa. The other one is Red Cross in Cape Town. Um, if you look at other countries, uh, more developed economies, if you look in Canada, Canada has got close to 30 children's hospitals. In the U.S., there's about 100 children's hospitals. In the continent of Africa, we've got five children's hospitals. Yeah. So there's a lot of work to be done around that in terms of us ensuring that We've got more specialized institutions that look after children. Because if, if you do not attend to children's problems, 
early on in life, you know that that the damage is long term. You know whether it's it's a, it's a skeletal problem that challenges the child; they can't walk properly, or it's a it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a birth defect that needs to be fixed that really limits the child's capacity. Um, so we do need more institutions like like Red Cross and the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital. And, and yes, absolutely, in the future, I think uh, we need new champions. Um, you know, to start raising funds to to look at a new facility, um, where, wherever it would be placed in the country or in the continent, for that matter, we definitely need more facilities like this one. I like that. Serve like Madiba. The hashtag you came up with that, sir, Doc. Um, yes, yes. Oh, my team and <laughs> the whole team, the whole team and that. Um, so serve like Madiba uh, is really the theme that we are looking at. Uh, for this year, for for for, Man- for Mandela Month, um, so the, the hospital came out as a as an initiative of the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund, um, which itself actually turns 25 years this year, um, and as as part of then really looking more comprehensively at how we're celebrating Madiba this month and looking at the 25-year celebration for the find as well, was to look at a theme like Serve Like Madiba. We know that uh, Madiba always gave of himself, um, and we felt that it was an opportune time for, for both of these milestones as the find 1025, the, the hospital turned three years old this year, to enter Madiba month with looking at what we can give of ourselves as the nation, uh, particularly to those in more vulnerable uh, positions, especially our children. And we know Matiba loved children so much. So really the focus here is that as we serve for Mandela Month, let's look at what we can do for the children. How how can individuals like us uh, show support? Um, So there's there's really different mechanisms that we can do this. Um, as part of the campaign, really, we want people um, this month to, to make the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital their charity of choice. Um, we are aware that uh, everyone has been uh, gripped by the, by the COVID-19 pandemic, um, but I think we need to remember that when that has blown over, we should not have left our children behind suffering from all other conditions while we were all focusing on the pandemic. Um, so in, in the mechanisms that people can use for us to continue to serve like Matiba um, is through a, a, some of the platforms we've always used, um, donating to the hospital as little as 20 rands um, through our SMS line 40301 and by texting the word GIFT. Um, but also we've come up with a really, really um, exciting um challenge in campaign this year, seeing that uh, we can't do a lot of the work face-to-face because of the pandemic. Uh, We've been uh, innovative, like all children are very creative, and created this online race, which is 67 kilometers, uh, which we're encouraging everyone uh, to participate in. Um, It's basically a virtual online run from the Apartheid Museum to Madiba's home in Villagazi Street in Soweto. And runners can actually track their progress against other participants in real time um, on, on online so that they can see how they're doing. So we're actually even involving the children in this. Um, you know, if you're doing exercise or you're doing chores or anything, can help us 
um, reach this goal of uh, 67 kilometers by the time we get to Mandela Day. So by doing this, you donate a fee of 250 rand as you enter the race, and then, you know, as you challenge other people, it, it keeps going so that we can get to the 67 kilometers. All these details will be available on our website today. And we will be pushing them out to our various platforms, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, so that people can interact with this and actually have fun. And I think over the last few months, we've seen a lot of excitement around virtual races, the Comrades Marathon. Mm-hmm. It's been absolute fun. And I think we can all get engaged in that and, and really do something special this Mandela month. Some of us, uh, hey, money's a bit too tight to mention. We are couch potatoes, <laughs> but uh, we'd love to volunteer. Can we do that, Doc? Um, volunteering will be a little bit challenging this year, Putmanza, because of the contact um, and because of a, a reduction in the number of visitations to the facility itself. Um, so people who want to volunteer can volunteer in terms of still being able to donate stuff for the children at the hospital. And we've got a comprehensive list on our website. Because we work with indigent children, you know, basic things as basic as, you know, baby clothes, baby nappies, toys, things like that, we can do that. But in terms of face-to-face contact with the children or coming to work in the hospital, that would be a bit of a challenge for this year because of the pandemic. But we welcome any other forms of donations or volunteering from our communities. What next is on Dr. Maholana's table on on her drawing board? I think retirement, good man. <laughs> Not yet, man. <laughs> um, there's always a lot uh, to be done. Um, there's always lots of things to be to be explored. Uh, I think we all. I, I think especially healthcare professionals, you know, strive to always make the necessary difference in people's lives. And and I think you know the, the next challenge is probably already staring at me. Uh, maybe when I'm done with COVID, I'll see it. Um, but for now, really, um, uh, for me, this is my focus for now, you know, to make sure that um, the hospital continues to do more. Um, the hospital continues to service a whole lot more children and make a difference in, 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 in children's lives. I mean, these are, what, these are our future professionals. These are our future matibas. We need to make sure that we do right by them from the onset. We won't let you retire, not just yet. We will hold on to <laughs> you for as long as we possibly can. <laughs> Serve like Madiba, the hashtag is available on the hospital's website. Yes, the hospital's website is www.nelsonmandelachildrenshospital.org. Doctor, I am sorted. I can face what Thursday has got to bring. Power to your hands, doctor, and power to, you know, thinking ahead and also just taking all of us along because it is important that, as you say, you know, to do right by the children today so that tomorrow they can look at us with smiles. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and thank you, Putman, uh, uh, for, for people like you who really keep on uh, encouraging us and making sure that we, you know, we spread the word out there to make sure that we can all get together and work towards this common goal of ensuring that, you know, we make sure that our children 
and make it and, and they can thrive a little bit better in the world. Uh, but my good doctor, big thank you to you and your team. Power to your hands. May you have the energy, the drive, and the zeal always to be there because, uh, you know, the nation calls on you and uh, you've answered the call. Keep on keeping on and be well, warm, safe, and healthy, and uh, that smile too. Thank you. Thank you, Kukmanda. Thanks to you and your listeners. Keep safe as well. Lovely. Thank you, Doc. A fabulous day to you and a happy Mandela month. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. That's uh, the CEO of uh, the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund, Dr. Mandisa Maholwana. So you can go to now www.nelsonmandelachildrenshospital.org for more information and get your chance to save like Madiba this 2018. And of course, uh, as we build up uh, to the 18th of this month, also get in on the race. And-